these 40 days and the Sundays thereof, I would want to major on the matters of the Spirit, even as we gear in to seek the matter of the prayer fest as the teachers of the Word of God and the preachers will be imparting unto us during the 10 days of our prayer fest. Begin as early as now to invite your friends for the prayer fest. I can see we need more chairs in the church, so we will buy them because now the time has come. Amen. And we bless the name of the Lord. Kitampo kumbe viti azikuwa mingi ni corona zilikuwa na tudanganya. You are spacing the chairs now. I can see you have brought them close. Good. Praying in the spirit. Glory be to Jesus. Praying in the spirit. I don't know where to start with this, but I will start somewhere. Because I began somewhere in the first service. If you never listened to the first service sermon, we have, uh, is it Spotify? Okay. Run here and tell us how you access. Let's appreciate this wonderful girl as she comes to tell us how we access. Our sermons, though we are not streaming, we will begin streaming. Our sermons are on a uh, uh, platform called Spotify. So you can tell the congregation how to be able to access everything so that you are not lost as you continue on. Praise God. Praise God again. Um, you can access it on Spotify or any podcast platform. Uh, we usually share them every, the next day. So at the moment, the sermon is being recorded. Uh, the next tomorrow, you'll get the audio for today's service. The links are shared daily. But there is one link that I can share with you that you can get them perpetually. Like whichever sermon you want, even from last year, from last year's days of refreshing, you can get them. So yeah, Spotify or Anchor or any podcast platform. I think you can put it here so that people can understand what Spotify is. It's not sports. It's uh, some, somewhere where media files are stored so that they can be easily accessible by anyone. Amen? Amen. And you can share. I want to talk about praying in the spirit. Acts chapter number two, I think is a good place to begin. Hallelujah. Are you guys usually happy like me when I'm in church? I feel like I'm a fish in water. Sometimes I don't know how to behave in my house, but uh, when I come here, I know how to behave. Amen. Hallelujah. Bless the name of the Lord. Not because my house is Baghdad. <laughs> but sometimes you are introduced to fatherhood where nobody trained you about it. So you don't know how to react to some things. But you know, in church, everybody is cool, calm, collected, waiting for you to speak. So uh, we thank God. Acts chapter 2. Verse number 1. When the day of Pentecost had fully come, they were all with one accord in one place. And suddenly... There came a sound from heaven as of a rushing mighty wind. And it filled the whole house where they were sitting. 
Then there appeared to them divided tongues of fire, and one sat upon each of them, and they were all filled with the Holy Spirit, and began to speak with other tongues, as the Spirit gave them utterance. And they began to speak with other tongues, as the Spirit gave them utterance. When the tongues of fire sat upon each one of them, Today we are telling the Lord, fire us up. When the tongues of fire sat on every one of them, their tongues were kindled with fire. And they began to speak to God in other tongues. Glory be to the name of the Lord. When the fire of God falls upon you, you must say something. Your mouth is opened up. That word tongues is languages other languages came and filled them and their tongues were held captive by the spirit of god and they were given utterance what to say praise be to the name of the lord and my prayer is that that shall be your portion in jesus mighty name that your tongue will be set on fire when you are at the place of prayer so that you can pray in the spirit. Glory be to the name of the Lord Jesus. Now. Romans chapter 8 verse 26 to 27. Romans chapter 8 verse 26 to 27. I would want it to be our anchor verse. I'm trying just to connect the prayer we are making today. With. What I'm sharing. So I think I've joined that thread. And now we are in praying in the spirit. We can read together. One to go. Likewise, the spirit also helps in our weaknesses. For we do not know what we should pray for as we ought. But the spirit himself makes intercession for us with groanings which cannot be with the groanings which cannot be uttered. Continue. Now, he who searches the hearts knows what the mind of the spirit is because he makes intercession for the saints according to the will of God. The Holy Spirit is our helper in prayer. When Jesus was ascending, he told the disciples, I'll send you a helper. And I want you to realize that the Holy Spirit, he is there and he was released to the church to help anyone struggling in their prayer lives so that they can be able to do what? So that they can be able to do what? To pray. Glory be to the name of the Lord. It is important for you to understand that there are many things that challenge us when it comes to praying, communicating with God and fellowshipping with God and worshiping the Lord through prayer. And especially in a season like this that when we are fasting, it is not abnormal to find that you are not able to pray. Praise be to the name of the Lord. It is not outside of the ordinary. It's actually the most uh, very 
uh, usual way of life that you find many people living. The heart of a man will always be lazy to pray. The soul of a man will be drawn out of the place of prayer more oftenly than it would be drawn into the place of prayer. And sometimes when even your soul is pushed to the place of prayer, it might be a soulish intuition. Probably because of fear or dread or anxieties, then you enter to the place of prayer. And sometimes those prayers may be effective. Sometimes they may not be effective. But the Holy Spirit in a believer's life is able to help the believer or that person who wishes to pray and they cannot be able to pray. He is able to help that person to come to the place of prayer. Amen? That's why as a believer, you can't afford to be without the Spirit of God. You must inculcate a fellowship with the Spirit of God. You must ask the Father to fill you with his Spirit. Because that is the only way you can be able to break that siege that hinders you from prayer. As you have said, the Spirit of God is our helper in prayer. But also, he is our advocate. Praise be to the name of the Lord. He is our partner in prayer. Not only our helper. Not only does he help you to pray. But as you pray... He also prays. We have two advocates as believers. You saw Ruto had how many? Fifty what? And Baba. Including Soweto. They had many advocates in the court of law. Praise be to the name of the Lord. We also have two advocates. One in heaven and one on earth. Jesus is our advocate in heaven interceding for us. The Holy Spirit is our advocate on earth interceding for us in our lives. Blessed be the name of the Lord. And as we have read here, he makes intercession for the saints according to what? According to the will of God. Praise be to the name of the Lord Jesus Christ. Intercession has two angles. The first angle is positional intercession. That means by the mere fact that Jesus is in heaven, seated at the right hand of the Father, he offers positional or structural intercession. That means he stands in the gap for us. When God sees Jesus, just seeing him, are we together? Just seeing the Lord, he looks at us with mercy. Praise be to the name of the Lord. When the Father visits us and meets the Spirit of God in us, he looks at us with mercy. That is positional intercession. But there is also functional intercession. Functional intercession is where the spirit of the Lord and Jesus, they literally 
pray for us. Literally, pray for us. That's why it's important to pray when we are in the spirit. Glory be to the name of the Lord. That word in means when we are baptized in the spirit. When we are soaked in his influences. When we have captured his mind. When we are taken over by his feelings. By his emotions. By his desires. Do you understand what I'm saying? Praying in the spirit is not coming to the church service. And you hear the pastor saying the spirit of the Lord is here. So now pray in the spirit. No. You may be where people are praying in the spirit. But with you, you are not in the spirit. You must always, as you get to your moment of praying to God, desire the first prayer should be, Spirit of God, carry me. Take me over. Fill my mind. Fill my heart. May I sense you. That's why it's important to always begin by worshiping the Lord. Praise be to the name of the Lord. And those who can speak in tongues, because not all speak in tongues, but I desire that all may speak in tongues. Do you know that? I, I know Pentecostals, they don't like saying that, but it's true, not all speak in tongues. Even Paul says in 1 Corinthians chapter, chapter what? 12, do all speak in tongues? And the answer is no. Do all prophesy? The answer is no. But covet to speak in tongues. You know, sometimes we have made it as Pentecostals that if you don't speak in tongues, you're not born again. Not everybody will speak in tongues. Hello? Okay. Go read your Bible, and if I'm wrong, it's okay. But if you're following the notes of the last preacher you had, I might be wrong. But when you read the Bible... Not all speak in tongues. So it's not a qualification of getting to heaven or even living a powerful Christian life. But desire to speak in tongues because they really help. That's what the Bible says, desire. Are we together? Desire and God will grant you that desire just as you desire to get married. Why should you desire to get married before you have desired to speak in tongues? Are we together? Hallelujah. What is this that is making you think that it is better to be married than to be able to speak in another language? Amen? So I have contradicted my statement, but you have gotten the gist. Amen? Hallelujah. <laughs> Praise be to Jesus. So, I, I see many people, and sometimes people wonder, why do we want to start with a worship session with someone full of the Spirit helping us to pray? It is because... We want everyone to be in the spirit as they pray and as they seek God. What does it mean? To be covered by the influences of the spirit of God. That you are not doing a carnal activity, a fleshly activity. You are not just holding a prayer book and going through it. Praying for, thanking God for rain even when it is sunny. You know those prayer books? That they have a place where we thank God for rain, but the sun. Because that's how it was written, handed over from Canterbury. Okay. I want to go very far. Ephesians chapter 6, verse 18. 
Ephesians chapter 6 verse 18. You cannot afford to be mechanical with your prayer. Your prayers must get alive. Praise be to the name of the Lord. Your prayers must become effective. Your prayers must become clear. Can we read one to go? Praying always with all prayers and supplication in the spirit. My charge for us today is that all of us that are here, you will have the ability to pray in the spirit. Glory be to the name of the Lord. Now, there are two ways by which we are able to pray in the spirit. And these two ways help solve three prayer challenges. These two ways of praying in the spirit help us solve three prayer challenges that each and every one of us faces. I say today I just want to teach about prayer in the spirit because we are talking about being filled with the spirit, the spirit of Christ, and I don't want any one of us to miss out. I don't want any one of us to miss out so that you pray amiss. There are three challenges that these two ways addresses. Number one, the challenge of passion for prayer. Just the very lack of desire to pray. You find many people, they don't want to pray. They want to pray, but they can't find the desire there. So they even wake up at night. They go back to sleep. They take some time out, quiet time. Unfortunately, they go with their phone to their closet. And they say, let me open the Bible. But I YouTube a lot. They were Jesus' family. You get in and you follow the thread. By the time you're realizing, your prayer hour is over. It's because you wanted to pray. But there is no strong desire for prayer. So you are distracted. That challenge cannot be handled just like that. And it takes the spirit of God to release an internal desire in your heart and in your spirit. I hope ushers, you tell, uh, you are able to tell the people that uh, are together with us that we have a crash there. I hope. So be, be proactive so that you are able to instruct them. Good. So just come back now. Come back, come back. Amen. Pastor James, come back. Come, come back from changing Jawabu. Amen. Amen. There's a time that I change Jawabu. And uh, yeah, it requires an anointing. Not always though. Amen. But uh, there is, there is some, some time. So men in the house be delivered. Uh, be delivered from thinking it's a woman's job. Are we together? You are pastor. When you are called upon. <laughs> with the holy calling. Of changing your daughter or your son. 
and you feel a difficulty, you feel like the meru in you is rising up. The waters, the waters are coming up. You know, just remember your pastor has also carried the same cross. And, uh, you know, carry it gladly in Jesus' mighty name. Amen? Especially for Evans and Davis because we can see uh, the evidence of uh, a good work awaiting in Jesus' mighty name. Hallelujah. Si wadada mtaninunulia kahawa kwa sababu ya kuwasaidia hapo. Katika jina la Yesu, especially kwa nyumba ya kamau. Amen. So, what were we saying? <laughs> Before I went to housekeeping business. The strong desire. Glory be to the name of the Lord. Amen. Even that one. <laughs> you, <laughs> it's, not a desire, it's not a desirable job. But the Holy Ghost can help you. Praise be to the name of the Lord. You know, he addresses that matter. It is a heart issue. It is a soul issue, no drive, no passion. The Spirit of God, when he comes upon you, he gives you passion for prayer. Do you know why? God longs for the Spirit he has caused to indwell in us. And the Spirit also longs after him. So when the Spirit of God is upon you and you are filled with the Holy Spirit, then the Spirit of God longs on your behalf. For him and he longs after his spirit and therefore the drive and the push is great one of the things i've begun to learn to do is not to be pushed to christian duty and activity from a place of guilt shame or obligation but from a place of a spirit driven life so when I feel I don't want to do anything for my God, I know I am parched. I am thirsty for the Spirit of God. And so the thing I do is to ask that the Spirit of the Lord would fill me up again. One way to know that you have been drained of the virtue. Uh -huh. Two days ago, I began asking Jesus, have you ever felt the way I'm feeling? Because I think I was very tired. Two days ago. Very tired on Thursday. As I'm going for the morning devotion. At around 3 a.m. When I was waking up. I felt very tired. Very tired in my heart. Very tired in my body. And I asked God. Jesus, did you ever feel tired to go to preach to people? And then you know the verse that came into my spirit? And Jesus felt virtue leave him. And then I say, yeah, that is it. Even us as ministers, virtue leaves us. And when virtue leaves you, you feel weak. Then what do you do? You depart for a bit and ask the spirit of God to refuel you, to fill you up again. So that you now begin desiring to run to church and do worship and lead that prayer session and preach that sermon. It must be propelled by the power of the Spirit of God. Not pushing yourself. When you push yourself, you crack. You break. You'll be running on empty. Your engine will knock. And many people's engine have knocked. Because they are trying to push it without the Holy Ghost. 
Hata gari ukiendesha bila mafuta ile tunaitanga kupeleka na gia na maji. Na maji nyauke, coolant ishe. Wanaweza siwe sana. Hiyo engine itafanya nini? It knock. And many people prayer life has knocked unfortunately, quite unfortunately. Because of not knowing the place of the Holy Spirit. Number two, it addresses or he addresses the problem of concentration. Wandering thoughts, mind problems. Oh my God, if there's an attack in our generation, it's an attack on the mind, the thought pattern. I don't know whether you are like me, but sometimes I struggle when I get into prayer. Your, your, your mind is everywhere. And let me tell you how to begin dealing with that matter. Begin exercising quiet times without media around you. So that you can have time to think of all those other things. So that when you get to the place of prayer, amen, it is not your quiet time to think. Because that's the problem we have. Many people these days don't have an alone time, silent time, private time. Are we together? Because when you are a silent, that's the time Are we together? That's the time you have something that you are following. So you, have, you don't have close time. That's when you are following through the news. So you don't have time to think of all other things. The time you only have to think of things is when you begin to pray. That's when you have quietened your mind, quietened your spirit. That's why thoughts begin to come. But if you have time alone without this thing, where you meditate on your life, you plan without these things, without the gadgets, without the TV, without people around you, the moment you'll go to prayer, you'll have already sorted that matter. So you'll concentrate on prayer. Many people, their first hour of prayer, why? May the Lord help us. But the Holy Spirit helps us and gives us perception in prayer, focus in prayer, concentration in prayer. The third problem that the Spirit of God addresses when we pray in the Spirit is the matter of discipline. Discipline. Discipline is not inculcated by threats. Hallelujah. Amen. These days there are many threatening sermons at the pulpit. What goes wrong when you don't pray at 3 a.m.? YouTube. So you feel a believer is there hearing what goes wrong. So the next day you are very early waking up to make sure that things don't go wrong at 3 a.m. <laughs> Hallelujah. So the, the believer is threatened to prayer. That one cannot sustain you and it cannot give you discipline. But a consistent fellowship with the Holy Spirit will give you so much persistence and consistency in your prayer. Praise be to the name of the Lord. So he does this by doing Two things, the Holy Spirit. Number one, he can take 
over your mind. The Holy Spirit, when you ask the Holy Spirit to come and fill you and strengthen you in your prayer, he can take over your mind. The first way he operates is by taking over your mind. Praise be to the name of the Lord. By giving you thoughts that you can express with your mouth. Thoughts that you can express with your mouth. You may not even understand them. But you can sense with your spirit man. You can have faith at that particular time that what you're saying is being heard by the father. Glory be to the name of the Lord Jesus Christ. And number two, the Holy Spirit can take over your mouth. But you need to move your mouth. But he can take over your mouth. You need to move your mouth to cooperate with him. And that's now where we say he has given you utterance. You may not even understand what you're saying. You may not even understand the words coming out of your mouth. But the spirit of God takes over your mouth and he begins to pray through your mouth or to talk through your mouth. Your mind is submitted at that particular time to the Holy Spirit and your mouth is taken over by the Holy Spirit. Praise be to the name of the Lord Jesus Christ. So when you ask the Holy Spirit to come upon you so that you're able to pray, those are the two things you should expect. Either God gives you thoughts, impressions, in your mind, in your soul, feelings, amen? Emotions, glory be to the name of the Lord. Ideas, movements of your body. Are we together? One time I thought that that is abnormal. That he ni kujifanya. Where? But I know that the spirit of God can move your body. He can take charge of your very body. And that is a wonderful place to be at. Glory be to his holy name. How do you know that you are praying in the spirit? Especially when you are using your words. How do you know? How do you get to know that now? This is not Pastor James. This is not Evans. This is not Shiko. Ah. There is somebody who has taken over. Ah, this is not me. I did not come playing, praying like this. This was not even my agenda. How do you know that the spirit of God is upon you as you pray? Number one, you begin to realize that God's will becomes evident as you pray. You might have come contradicted about a matter. You don't know which way to pray. Or how to pray. But as we have read in Romans chapter 8. He prays or intercedes for us. According to the will of the father. So there is something that was troubling you greatly. And you are unable to lay a hold of it. Or even how to know how to pray about it. Whether to scatter or to gather. You are pushed into a corner. You don't know how to attend to that matter in prayer. What happens, the Holy Spirit comes upon you and he clarifies the will of God as you pray in the Spirit. He can drop a thought, he can drop an idea, he can drop 
a feeling, an impression, an image. Praise be to the name of the Lord. God really works with images with me when I'm in prayer. I begin seeing things. Sometimes I begin even smelling them. Even you feel like you're touching. Glory be to the name of the Lord. You feel like you're touching tangible things. It's just the spirit of the Lord quickening your senses. Amen. If you don't want to destroy your senses in a way that they can't sense the Holy Spirit, don't go to 3D animations. You know those things that you put your children on, they are scared, they are seeing things, they are feeling water all over the body as they are watching the movies. I have seen them at TRM. Is it TRM or Garden City? You know, don't, don't mess your senses. Leave them for God to use them. One time, a girl wanted to walk into this pulpit after doing abortion. Can you imagine? After doing abortion, she wanted to come and sing here. As she was passing through, now we are on the other side. As she was passing through, I smelled blood. Bad blood. Are you okay? Are you healthy? Are you fine? And then she opens up. She tells me what she had just done. Can you imagine? The blood of a crying baby coming up here. Your senses can be used of the Lord. And you can know what to pray for. Praise be to the name of the Lord. Hallelujah. One time I was leading worship and I sensed the smell of oil. And that happens quite regularly. But this time was very peculiar. And I knew there's an anointing here. Oil, olive oil. It was so strong, I almost covered my mouth. And then I just said, there's an anointing here. Somebody is being anointed afresh with the oil of the Holy Spirit. A whole line at the back fell. Under the power of the Holy Ghost. It is because your senses are sensing. The Spirit of God can take over your senses. Praise be to the name of the Lord Jesus Christ. So it's important for you to grow in that aspect. The will of God comes through. The will of God comes. You begin to sense it. You begin to have an impression. To think about it. To see it. To understand your prayers become very precise. It happened last week. Is it last week or two weeks ago? After the morning devotion. Let me just share this for somebody to be encouraged. After the morning devotion, I had to pray for some few people. Then one of the people that I was praying for, was brought to me to pray for, was uh, our apostle's daughter. And she wanted me to pray for her. And I began praying for her. As I was praying for her, my eyes were open to see her in an orchard, dancing in a meadow. You know a meadow, where the flowers are planted, many flowers are planted, dancing and dancing and dancing and dancing, and being very happy. So I saw it. So what I saw, I began saying, and I began prophesying over her life. Then her mother stopped. She stopped praying and went back. And she asked me, do you know what you're saying? I told her, no, I don't know. And then she told you know the way Pastor Sunda speaks. So I answer her the same way. I don't know. <laughs> I don't know. She told, she told me, her name is Shirley, which means a lady dancing in the meadow. 
I got shocked. I never knew that. So I immediately was quickened in the spirit to know that the destiny that is locked in her name has just been opened. And God has brought her to a beautiful space, a beautiful place. Glory be to the name of the Lord. And her name, because her name is her nature, shall find its expression in this season. Glory be to the name of the Lord. And so the Lord is going to beautify her life and all that. So God will give you different kinds of impressions so that his will may pass through or may go through. Glory be to Jesus Christ. Amen. Number two, the glory of God comes through. The weight, the cavord, the power of God, you begin to sense a taking over of your environment by another presence. Praise be to the name of the Lord. When you were weak in your knees, you couldn't even stand to pray, you all of a sudden realize your muscles are strong. You can begin pacing. When you didn't have prayer around you, in your spirit man, you just woke up and you're very sleepy. Now you're jumping out of your bed. You are praying in a loud voice. You're wondering, where did the strength come from? Glory. The weight of God has come and sat on you and your own life is now submitted. The members of your body are submitted. The power of God has consumed you. I like the way we begin prayer. Everybody seems very seated. These are three long hours. Then all of a sudden, you begin to see Pastor Evans dancing. Hayagaza, da 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 da. Then all of a sudden on that side, mutu alikuwa mekaa, mekaliwa. You, Nashanga, what has happened? Glory. It's glory. Because you cannot do that naturally. You are tired. You have been sitting in the office for eight hours. How comes you are now pacing? Some of you are kneeling. Some of you are shouting. Some of you are even exclaiming in ways you couldn't. It's like there is a new strength in your belly. You don't know where it has come from. Your mind is all of a sudden refreshed. Things are becoming very clear. Your prayer agenda is becoming very clear. Glory. That is a God's glory upon a church that is praying. Upon a family that is praying. And that's why I usually remind my people when we are praying at home. Because sometimes we get lost. Not in the spirit. In sleep. Somebody's reading the Bible and you are snoring. And sometimes I shake the nest. And I say, let's pray in the spirit. Everybody, let's pray in the spirit. And all of a sudden, everyone is awakened. Praise be to the name of the Lord. Those that were sleepy, they wake up. And they are the ones who are loudest, like Pastor James. Hallelujah. Praise be to the name of the Lord. The glory shows up. When God's glory shows up, Whatever is human becomes dissolved, becomes taken away because the spirit of God has taken over. Hallelujah. May the glory of God show up in your prayer sessions and in every meeting in this church. Ah, there is a level of praising the Lord you can't praise until his glory is in the house. Hallelujah. The weight of God's glory. Let me tell you why you see people dance, dancing hysterically. When they see a president or a person of high stature, it's because they come with their glory. They come with their glory. We become lost in their glory. And it doesn't matter how anointed I am this morning. If Uhuru, not Uhuru, but Ruto came to this church, 
I would decrease as he increases. Because everybody will begin to now be consumed by his protocol, his vehicles, his cars, his speech, his suit, his broken suit. Glory be to Jesus. They will be very, the glory will consume them. And even if you are sleeping, you become alert. And even the people we force to come to sit in front would want to be in front to shake the hand of the president. Why? The glory. He has come with his own glory. That glory is fading. But the glory of God moves us from one level to another. Now let me tell you, when you sense God's glory in prayer, don't be in a rush. Don't be in a rush. Because that is your moment of transformation. We are transformed not by God, but by his glory. When you begin to sense strange, peculiar spiritual energy in your system, don't be in a rush to quit the prayers. Don't run over your prayers. Don't bring anything. Stay there. Labor if you are praying in tongues. If you are groaning, groan. Hallelujah. If you are jumping, keep on jumping. Shake it to the next level. Hallelujah. If you are dancing, dance. If you are shouting, yield completely. Because that's your moment of what? Of transformation. That's your moment of transfiguration. That is what makes a difference between men who have come from a prayer meeting just for the sake of it and men who have met with the Lord in a prayer meeting. There are times you come out from a prayer closet and everything about you is beaming. You have rubbed on to the glory of God. It has found expression through your body. May the Lord restore the days of Moses for us. That the man could be under the influence of God's glory for 40 days. By the time he was coming out, his face was shining. That even men had to cover him to look at him. Let me tell you. When the glory of God begins to manifest in your life in prayer, stay there. That is what you carry into the meeting. And men begin to be healed. Because just as that glory took over your body, that glory can operate in the overflow and begin to sort people's troubles. That's why we tell people, before you minister, be prayed up. Be prayed up. Be covered with God's glory. There are sometimes, even my wife knows, I can't talk to him at that time. He is at another level. Of glory. Yeah. That one must be known. Even people around me, they know it. At that time, you can't just bring any issue. Because that man is under another cloud. And he is under another cloud, not for his own sake, but for the sake of the people he is going to address. Praise be to the name of the Lord. The glory of God. The weight of God. And I pray at the end of these 40 days, many of us will walk in that glory. We'll know what it means to be a carrier of God's glory. Young girls and young men, it is very easy to find your spouse when you are under that glory. Yeah. Don't seek 
the glory of this world. The beauties of this world. Seek that glory. When you're clothed with it, you'll attract the right person around your life. And that glory never fades. It shifts from one level to another. That's why you find someone's life is becoming beautiful. Not because they are wearing mascara. There's just something about this girl that is changing by the day. You wonder what is the problem? It is her dwelling in the place of glory. You, you, you even never considered her. You did not even think about her. But now she seems very attractive. She is not having any eye pencil. Oh, Anja. Oh, Naomi. <laughs> but she has been somewhere being dressed with the perfumes of heaven. With the clothes of above. She is being prepared like Esther was being prepared by the eunuch to meet the king. This woman, this man, her spirit has been worked up by the power of the Holy Spirit. Her, her, her conversation, her speech, everything about her has just all of a sudden become very beautiful. God's glory. It happens when you are in the spirit. That's why I'm saying before you pray, ask the Lord to soak you in his spirit, to drench you with the spirit. Lastly, the word of the Lord comes through. This is my last point. I'll continue there on Sunday because we have to pray that some of us that are here will be baptized with the Holy Spirit as we continue. The last thing you'll hear, the echoes of God's word coming through. Echoes of God's word coming through. Today we were just worshiping here and I heard the word of the Lord echoing in my spirit over and over and over. Yesterday at around midnight, I heard the echo of the word of the Lord and they were all filled with the Holy Spirit. Today I had something that I'll carry on forward. I just said, let me sit on it for two or three weeks and I will bring it to us because this is what God wants us to be and God wants us to be there. The Spirit will take out of the belt of truth and begin giving you utterance and the word of God. Glory be to his holy name. So, I, I've not even begun talking about the spirit of God taking over your mouth. I'm talking about him taking over your what? Your mind. Praise be to the name of the Lord. Taking over your mind. So, what do you achieve when the Holy Spirit takes over your mind? You pray accurately. You don't need to end your prayer by saying, Let your will be done. <laughs> you don't need to say let your will be done. Because through your prayer, the will of God has come through. Praise be to the name of the Lord. Hallelujah. Let's stand up on our feet in Jesus' mighty name. Let me have somebody on the keyboard today. I want us to pray that in this season of prayer, somebody will have the spirit of the Lord come upon them. Lift up your hands wherever you are. Begin praying. Lift up your soul to the Lord. Make that prayer. Tell the Spirit of